the explosive new film, Flynn, Deliver the Truth, Whatever the Cost, exposes secrets behind the government's takedown of General Michael Flynn. Flynn knew what the intel world had been up to. He ordered the first audit of the use of contractors. This set off alarm bells. He told the truth. He was the most dangerous person for Donald Trump to hire. They had to get rid of Flynn. Flynn, Deliver the Truth, Whatever the Cost. Available now. Watch it today. Go to SalemNow.com. SalemNow.com. There's a mute button for that sort of thing, isn't it? Mm-hmm. Yeah, you can hear me? Mm-hmm. And you can hear me talking? You can't hear now. You can't hear me. So. Wait, I actually kind of like that. You can only hear me, you know? It's only me. You're talking and nobody can hear you. But see, it's just me now. And see, now, don't touch my <laughs> mic. Don't touch my mic. I touched the board. You actually touched the board, didn't you? Feels good. Cut a finger control. off of that one. We'll cut off a finger. Which finger would you like to lose? Mm, anything on my right hand. Okay. All right. Well, uh, welcome into Woods and Water, South Carolina. Um, I'm your host, Roger Metz, and I'm you your are host, Taylor Metz. Yes. Yeah. And we're glad you tuned in. It's going to be a good show. We're going to talk to Michael Hook, mm-hmm. who is the Small Game Program Manager for the Department of Natural Resources, uh, with uh, the latest success with quail. And he hasn't been on, I think I looked it up. He hasn't been on like two years. Hmm. He was on in 2016 when they launched the South Carolina Bob White Initiative. And he was on two years ago um, to talk about progress. Right. Update. So he, he's going to be join us. We'll probably take I don't, up. I don't know how long. We, yeah, I don't know how. We, and I, I struggle with this, you know, whether to... And I think I've talked. Have I talked about that before? The struggle about how many guests to have on during a show. Mm. I mean, I, some part of me wants to go bang, 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 bang. Four different seconds, four different guests. Mm. But part of me says, "Gosh, when you got somebody like Michael Hook or or another guest, you hate to cut them unless unless the the topic is limited." Right. But with with small game, it's just not. <laughs> we won't get through everything anyway. So anyway, but yeah, Michael Hook's gonna be joining us. Um, Next segment, and we'll just see how long we roll with him. To and, and you and I'll finish up whatever's left over. Sounds good. The calendar. We actually have part of a calendar. We um, have a really depressing cancellation. We have a really depressing cancellation, folks. Yikes! It, it's a killer because it's a it's a tradition with us. <clears throat> Not to you say get to that see it's a bunch of people. You don't get to see. You know, that's maybe like the once a year thing. Well, I mean, it's like. ATA, ICAST, mm-hmm. except it's right here in South Carolina. And it's better than ICAST and ATA as far as I'm concerned. So anyway, our our calendar of events is brought to you by Visit Anderson and... Green Pond Landing and Events. That's right. And go ahead. Give us the depressing news first so we can get on and move to other things. Seaweed is canceled. Seaweed. The Southeastern Wildlife Exposition in Charleston, they have been putting out press releases or, or notes for the past couple months that they were trying their best. Well, read some of it. Don't just throw it away. I can't read it. Yes, you can. I can't read Life it. is full of difficult tasks. It's too depressing. This is a whole, because if you've ever gone to Seaweed, it, it's an opportunity to go to Charleston. Right. Okay, and, and Charleston's a really cool place to begin with. Mm-hmm. Uh, we usually 
Oh, I don't know. We swing by Shaw Air Force Base or something on the way down, or we rarely we rarely drive the interstates down there. Yep. So there's always something to you know back road because it's a nice easy drive. And we've all, we've been. I mean, gosh, we used to go so much when I was a little girl. Yeah. I'm like, and we 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 always hit the back road. Yep. And and you never know what you're gonna find. And we'll spend a day, maybe a day and a half at Seawee. Mm-hmm. Usually Friday afternoon, maybe some on Saturday. Downtown of Marion Square. Yeah, just kind of hotels, watching all the... over downtown Charleston Place. Yep. Yeah, last year Charleston Place was Middle Bank Park. It was packed with Porsches and oh, everything out front. I was freaking out. Yes. I'm like, oh, I'll be famous okay. or something. I'm gonna miss. I'm gonna miss the seaweed hat this year. Uh, but then, but then you go out to Brittle Bank Park with Duck Dogs and John Irwin teaching you how to fly, fly fish. fish and. All the outfitters and points the, normally out there. the dogs and Sacramento mm-hmm. Department of Natural Resources, Tomo Traders already always Good out there. Food. Yeah, gonna miss the food too. You got uh, uh, the, all the art galleries and yeah. everything in the Charleston Place, and they've got and some all the food. The birds of prey. Gosh, we're oh, gonna yeah. see birds of prey. That's that's, that's okay. That we're gonna we're also. gonna have to make sure we go down for one of these photography sessions then, either the owls by moonlight or the birds during the day to see them. So yeah. Seaweed casually of 2020 bleeding over into 2021. What, is it, what do they say? Well, they're bringing it back in 2022. It's the same date, February 17th through the 20th. But they are just, with all the safety protocols and everything, it was just too much. Yeah. So it's sad, but maybe it'll be... Maybe maybe it'll be even better in 2021 or maybe. 2022. You never, know. you never know. Never know. Never know. I think I covered last time that, as of now, the... Uh, Palmer's Fortune Classic still on. We'll see. Fingers crossed. Yeah, it, it's time. Hey, it's time. Springtime. Mm-hmm. Hunting season. Deer season's over. You got small game. Okay, don't get depressed on me. I am. Small depressed. game. Small <laughs> game season still in. Bird season. Quail season. Uh, turkey season's coming up. But fishing season's coming. It's always mm-hmm. you can always fish here. But uh, got a little note from the Park Natural Resources. Hey, this might be a good time to. Get a South Carolina boating education course in. Oh. And uh, there's a bunch of them around. January 16th, uh, Samworth WA in Georgetown, South Carolina. February 6th, Charleston Sail and Power Squadron. February 13th, Samworth again. February 23rd, Golden Corner Lakes in Seneca. February 27th, Emmanuel Luther in Church in Rock Hill. April 6th, Golden Corner Lakes in Seneca again. And it goes on in April, uh, DNR office in Clemson, the 24th, again in Clemson at the DNR office, and then uh, 24th of April also, Florence DNR office. That's a new office, I think. I think they just redid that one. So, um, But, yeah, now may be a good time to uh, grab that boating safety course and get ready for springtime. I need to do that. Ooh, you do. What you got? Um, we mentioned this a while back, I think a little bit before Christmas, but uh, South Carolina Wildlife Magazine and Academy have kind of partnered up um, to do kind of like a package deal. So if you subscribe um, to the magazine, you get 10% off or $10 off your next in-store purchase of $50. And that's good through January 15th. Cool. What else you got? Um, SCDU Guns and Ammo Online Raffle. Yeah. Wow. Rugers. <laughs> yeah. This is a... This Plus eight hundred ninety four rounds of ammo. Eight hundred ninety four rounds of ammo. Because wow. somebody wanted to pop off a few and test so they what shot either they or shot six rounds. 
<laughs> well, they shot 106 kind of rounds an, of a case of a thousand. Kind of an interesting thing, but uh, it's fifty dollars <laughs> a ticket. Only two hundred or two hundred tickets are sold. The drawing is January 11th. And how do people find that? Uh um, Probably SCDU. Yes, SCDU.org. Yep. All right. Uh, so we got that out of the way. Got that out of the way. Um, couple things to keep note on as we end this segment. In Congress, the U.S. Congress in in Washington, a bill has been introduced, H.R. 8828, the Public Safety and Wildlife Protection Act. Uh, don't let the title fool you. It is to restrict the use of steel jaw leg hole traps and cone bear traps on animals in the United States. Uh, effectively, or very effectively, doing away with, uh, I mean, they want to restrict them. They actually want to get rid of them. So, uh, uh, trapping, be history. And then in the South Carolina House, uh, the uh, 30 by 30 bill has been introduced. Uh, so there's um, things to keep your eyes out for because uh, you never let your guard down when it comes to the outdoors and and the people that want to restrict it or take it away. Um, you know, it's just there. So a couple of things for you to keep uh, get involved. There's a lot going on. Keep track on. of them. Yep. A lot to keep your eye out for. Some changes coming and some good changes. Yes, good some, changes. You know, bad changes, but I feel like yeah, uh, we'll see. Hate seaweed. Gosh, that's a, that's I a know. that is a a real kick in the gut. Sorry, because a, oh yeah, after after you get down to Charleston, we always go down to Bear Island mm. and, and go hiking and watch the ducks. And that was a good time last year. Yeah. So and wow. snipe hunting in past years didn't do it last year. So anyway, all right, we're going to talk to Michael Hook DNR after the break. Y'all hang with us. We'll be right back. Welcome back to Woods and Water, South Carolina. Turn it down. Uh, the one time I try to do my job, he has to interfere. Yes. What if we just have like a whole like Saturday takeover by Taylor? That Go would, ahead. That would be terrifying. Go ahead. I dare you. You dare me. I dare you. You dare I me. I double dog dare you. No I'm gonna, way. I'm get the, the dog dare you. I'm just going to go to double dog dare you. Stick your do stick your tongue out on the light pole out there. I'm gonna double dog to take over the show. We for don't Saturday. we don't bring the Christmas story into this <laughs> yes, argument. <laughs> Disrespectful. The Christmas story is a great one. Aren't you proud of me though? I know, I know that's wrong. I am proud of you. It's just I'm I, I'm, a, I'm your daughter. Good. I am your that's daughter. Good. Yep. <laughs> well, I you know I'm gonna get this rolling because yeah. there's a uh oh if I can find it where'd it go? We, we really don't have a, a calendar events for this. It's just kind of. Everything but it is brought to you show. by Visit Anderson and Green Pond Landing and, and And what did I do at the first? I had and I don't, I it was don't right know. here on top. I don't know. And Dad. I was waving it around, and that's probably what happened. I probably waved it right out of existence. <laughs> it's not here. What is it? Huh? It's the article on squirrel hunting. <laughs> it was a meat eater article on squirrel hunting, and it has it has absolutely disappeared. What? 
I was just waving it around in the last segment because I knew what I was going to go to. So I, you're going <laughs> to this is this is absolutely pathetic. You sure it's not in the sack? Well, I thought it. I looked for it. I didn't see it. It was right behind that one. This is how our day is going. I, I'm serious. Oh, this is, what is this? Wait. What's what? Look. No. Oh, that's uh, the, okay. no, uh, it's not. It's holy smoke. This is not good. I mean, I didn't do anything with it. It's just gone. Okay, well, we're not going to waste any more time. It'll it'll show up maybe. <laughs> <laughs> okay, well, if you're, um, gosh, I'm just going to start right there. Okay, there are a lot of cool programs in South Carolina, and and one of them is a great program, and that is the Take One, Make One program by the Department of Natural Resources. Uh, and, and, yes, they they do do deer hunts, and that's what, that's what that squirrel article was so great, and I'm going to find it. It's here. It had <laughs> Um, but anyway, that that was the. There it is. I found it. It's right here. Oh, okay. good job. Anyway, take one, make one. It's uh, a Department of Natural Resources program for kids. They have a take one, make one for college students from time to time, and then they're doing the adult ones now. Mm-hmm. Just a great program. But the take one, make one here that we're talking about. Is uh, it allows you to incur- experience the shooting sports and the outdoors through mobile education trailers using video simulators and hands-on air rifle ranges. These educational trailers travel throughout the state to local events and festivals and serve as recruitment tool for the program. It also provides a specific mechanism for students aged 10 to 17 to learn about safe and ethical hunting through first-time youth hunts. Participants will be paired with experienced hunters who sponsor and actively, for- actively participate in Tomo's hunting mentorship programs. And I always get questions. How do I get my kids involved in hunting? Mm -hmm. Because a lot of parents don't. But their kids are interested in it. Mm -hmm. And this is the place to start. The department, take one, make one. You can go to the website, SCDNR, you know, Tomo is there. They do do, yes. Like I said, they do do deer hunts. That's probably the biggest section of hunts they have and they go to some great places and probably better than what we hunt and a lot of you hunt but that is it they want to get you involved but they also do dove hunts they do squirrel hunts they do rabbit hunts Mm -hmm. turkey hunts so it's a variety of hunts across the spectrum that you can get your kids involved in right great program and this is one of those things that it's you know we're coming out of hunting season now. All these application deadlines have passed, but it's something that through the spring and summer you can make plans and get your applications in to some of these hunts, mm-hmm. attend some of the events, and uh, and get your kids involved. Great program. I'll let you do something. I I almost have some, I have something related to that. It's another take one make one article. This is basically talking about like the goal of it. And, like, we, I mean, we know that hunting for my generation, I mean, I'm sure it was the same for your generation, but for mine, it's a bigger privilege because it's so rare and it's becoming hard to find places and people to take you. And, um, 
That was a great article, by the way. It was. It's a very long one, so I'm just going to try and like touch on some. What's the What's the title? In case somebody wants to look it up. The magic of mentoring. Okay. Um, but you know, I mean, some people back in your generation, you went with Mr. Kenneth, your neighbor. That's right. Um, your parents didn't hunt. Nope. But some people went to parents. They my went, mom so. took me deer hunting. That's right. She did take you deer yes. hunting. Yes. First few times I went, my mom climbed a tree <laughs> behind me. She took my the first time I remember her. She took. Uncle Paul squirrel hunting. Oh. Yes. But she didn't hunt herself. No, she did not. But she took us. Grandmama. If only, if only I could be Grandmama. I know. <laughs> she did everything. She did everything. Oh. But, yeah, back then, I mean, you... Soloed Dad's cub. So, she did? Yes. I did. Dad taught her how to fly his cub. I didn't know And she soloed it. I thought she was always with him. How did I know that? Cool. Gracious. She's done a lot. You just would not believe all the things your grandmother's done. But go ahead. Obviously. Um, Back to the article. Yes. But so now, I mean, you, most people, when you say you're a hunter, you're like, oh, my gosh. Because like, it's not it's not so much of a common thing anymore. Um, so there's not many people to take kids hunting. Parents are busy with work. Most, I mean, most people don't really have siblings that will take them. Grandparents, you know. So this opens up an opportunity for ages 10 to 17, who don't have anywhere to hunt or anyone to take them hunting. Um, it's a learning experience. I mean, they start from the very beginning. They start with the hunter ed course. They take you through that. Then you have to fill out an application, and you can find the application on the SEDNR website. Um, but it just helps them, once they have completed that, they have access to places all across the state to go hunting. And they are all, they're Accompanied by experienced mentors, they have background checks, um, but they have really helped this program grow in the last few years. But once they finish high school and are out of the age for the program, they, they've they got all this knowledge and they feel comfortable going out by themselves to go on these hunts because they have had the right education from the ground up by amazing people from DNR who put their heart and soul into all of it. Um, one of the quotes here was, we want each Tomo participant to become a hunter and a conservationist. So, And I'd almost flip that. I'd want her to be a conservationist first, a hunter. hunter second. But the two go hand in hand. Uh, just out of left field, the Bassmaster is, has released the open schedule. And we got a lot of guys inside. I know Patrick Walters is fishing. I don't know how many he's fishing. They haven't come out. I know Chris Blanchett, who used to fish with the University of South Carolina, is going to fish a lot of these. Uh, the Southern Opens, uh, March, April, and September. Harris Channel Lakes, Douglas Lake, Lake Norman. They'll be close right here in North Carolina, September 23rd through 25th. And they, I was talking to Andy Montgomery. He said Norman is becoming a place to go fishing because of the spotted bass up there. Oh, yeah. Not so much the largemouth. It's faded. But the spots on Lake Norman, it's not as good as Lanier yet mm-hmm. or, or some of those other Georgia lakes. But Norman is becoming a draw for spotted lake, for spotted bass. Oh. You know, they, they had the big uh, Christmas, the the big Santa Claus tournament up there. Oh, yeah. yeah. I, would, I would love to see find that, pictures from that. Yes, yes, yes. <laughs> we need to go there. Uh, the Centrals are out. They're going to be in Alabama, Tennessee, and Oklahoma. And the Northerns. I mean, if you're a smallmouth fisherman, man, Richmond, Virginia, James River, Oneida Lake, Syracuse North, and Thousand Islands. And um, 
those have come out. So it'll be interesting to see when the rosters come out for everybody who's fishing the opens. We'll, oh, yeah. Because a lot of these guys are fishing a lot of tournaments this year. We'll, we'll talk about that, too, later on. Uh, with with both the um, with a lot of them fishing Major League Fishing's Bass Pro Tour, and then the the Big Five, the Tackle Kinda Warehouse like Pro John Tour. Cox. Yeah, he's fishing all three. I don't understand how he can handle that. <laughs> uh, really he's fast. Never home. I've got the Bass Pro Tour schedule. Okay. First of all, is the Red Crest still on? Yes, the Red Crest is still on. They have moved that from Tulsa, Oklahoma, and Grand Lake of the Cherokees. Uh, to Lake Palestine and close to Tyler, Texas, just southwest of Tyler, Texas. The, Tulsa will have the Red Crest next year with the Expo. Okay. But because of um, uh, the limitations on how many people can come to the Expo, they decided to postpone the Expo and just move the tournament to Texas. Okay. But it's still the same dates, February 23rd through the 27th? Uh, it's changed, the tw- changed a couple of days Earlier, so I think it's the 23rd through the 27th, I believe is what it is now. Okay. Yes, it will be the 23rd, actually the 22nd through the 25th. Okay. Okay. Uh, stage one, right after the Red Crest, is March 21st through 20, 26th. That's Jasper, Texas. They don't have lakes listed on here yet. Um but then the, we've got heavy hitters April 9th through the 14th in Raleigh. Yeah, that's the that's the three lake thing they did in Raleigh. It's three lakes. Yeah, it's three lakes. They bounce from first lake, second lake, third lake, and I I know the lakes. But anyway, yeah, it's right here in Raleigh. <laughs> wow. Yep. Um, stage two is in Austin, Texas. That's April 30th through May 5th. Stage three is Leesburg, Florida, May 20th. Harris Chain. Harris Chain. That's kind of amazing. Yep. Uh, May 21st through May 26th. Stage 4 is in Dayton, Tennessee. June 4th through June 9th. Stage 5 is Massanee, New York. June 25th through the 30th. Stage 6 is Plattsburgh, New York. August 5th through the 10th. And then Stage 7 is St. Clair, which is September 10th through the 15th. So, this it could be, it could be interesting. Who are, who are our Major League Fishing anglers this time around? Hmm. Is it Casey Ashley... Annie Montgomery, Anthony Gagliardi, Marty Robinson, is that about it? Britt Myers. Oh, Britt Myers. Yeah. So oh. Casey, Anthony, Andy, Britt, and Marty. That could be interesting this year. Yeah, those guys. It's a some variety. Of yeah, they're fishing a lot of different lakes. Some of the ones they've fished before, and some of them are really happy about that. So, all right, y'all hang on. Back after the break. Because it's my show. And I like Huey Lewis. Who doesn't like Huey Lewis? I don't know who that is. It's the guy singing. No, really? Yeah, it is. Yeah. 
Back to the Future. You know that movie. Yeah, I know the movie. Okay, well, that's, he does the music to it all. Oh, welcome back to the third segment of Woods and Water South Carolina for today. Get your hands off the board. I um, here's the article I was talking about. Why you should start squirrel hunting. Look, we know deer gets all the flash. Yep. Okay. It's because it's a long, long season here in South Carolina. And there's lots of talk, and it goes into some of the things that deer hunters, that makes deer hunting so complicated or makes it so time-consuming and all that, where as opposed to squirrel hunting. But squirrel hunting's got its advantages. So this was a Mediator article, uh, or actually the Upland, I'm sorry, projectupland.com was the was the website it was on. So um Got ready. He starts out. I grew up squirrel hunting. I kind of grew up squirrel hunting. I mean, that was the first time I remember going hunting was squirrel hunting. But I didn't. I didn't squirrel hunt much. I, I quail hunted. But he, he goes on. He said I was uh, fourth grade, and seven or eight years old when I killed my first squirrel. And uh, I can still see the gray squirrel crawling on the limb of a dead snag. I heard my dad say shoot him. I cocked a little Winchester thirty-seven four ten and did just that. That's the beauty of squirrel hunting. That's all it takes. 410, 22, anything more is, is a little much. <laughs> um, that was 50 years ago. And he says, I may like squirrel hunting more now than I did back then. We seem to live in a time where hunting has become very complicated. Most of the, most of the and this is what I'm talking about, most of the attention centers around big game. And in the east, it's about deer and turkeys. Um, follow the scuttlebutt of whitetail deer hunting for the past several years, and it would appear that you, to be a deer hunter, you also have to be a farmer. You need to own or lease large quantities of land, plant various foods, forms of food plots for different times of the year, and deal with all of the necessary equipment to do this. Bucks are followed on trail camera almost from birth and are named and judged to age and antler size long before anyone releases an arrow or jerks on a trigger. Now, don't get me wrong here. I'm all for deer hunting, and I am too, but I think it's... Uh, you know, doesn't anyone go hunting anymore? Just go. And I've had some real good conversations with people about trail cameras. You know, it's a frustrating thing. And you guys that have big bucks on trail cameras and never see them, you know what I'm exactly what I'm talking about. You may not admit that you, you know, it makes deer hunting frustrating, but when you go all year long and you've got them all night long and you never see one, that's frustrating. Right. Um. But you do if you're a squirrel hunter. He uh, he said, I submit to you that most of us need to get back to basics, especially if you're beginning a hunter, a beginning hunter. Squirrel hunting will get you there. It will teach you how to hunt. Most anything you need to know to stalk other game, you can learn on squirrels. Here in no particular order, some of the reasons you need to start squirrel hunting. And uh, it's good. Squirrel hunting gets you in the woods and hunting. That is goal number one. In a time where everyone is too busy to do anything, squirrel hunting gets you outside where you should be hunting. It doesn't require a lot of complicated preparation. Setting up tree stands, checking trail cameras where legal baiting or not. Uh, Forrester estimate, foresters estimate that east of the Big Muddy, which would be what river? Mississippi. Oh, very good. There are over 384 million acres of woodlands. In most places, if you have woodlands, you have squirrels. <laughs> and if you're a deer hunter, you know you have squirrels. Don't get me started on the squirrels, but uh, my thing. <laughs> they popped you with a couple of acorns this year, didn't they? 
That little sucker was like eating half the acorn and dropping the rest on my head. head. I could see him. He was looking at me. Ah, yes. A lot of these woodland acreage is on public land. And for what is not public land, you stand a good chance of getting permission to squirrel hunt. And that's true. There's eight or 900,000 acres in South Carolina that's public land. Hmm. So there's not like it's not. And you don't have to have much land to squirrel hunt. You know, anywhere you've got mass trees, the oaks and stuff like that, you got squirrels. Uh, you might get some strange looks if you go ask to go squirrel hunting because everybody's used to getting asked to go deer hunting and turkey hunting. Uh, but if you get a place to go, that's most of the battle. Remember, the first priority is just to get in the woods, go hunting. It's it's hunting 101. When you're a novice hunter or experienced hand, squirrel hunting will teach you something. If you're hitting a baseball, casting a dry fly, or swinging a shotgun on flying targets, there are basic fundamentals to be learned. For any type of spot and stalk or still hunting the squirrel woods or where you train, scouting for squirrels is very similar to scouting for deer. Find the right food source, usually an oak or hickory-based forest, and you should find squirrels. They leave sign everywhere. <laughs> yeah, just look for all the uh, acorn holes. Uh, when it comes to the actual hunting... Who couldn't brush up a little stalking? And I remember when deer hunting was all stalking. Mm. I mean, I'd just go walking, creeping, you know. Saw a lot of deer, too. Didn't shoot a whole lot, but I saw some. Usually they saw me, which must means I'm not a very good stalker. Uh, whether it's just sitting waiting for a squirrel to come in range or attempting to slip up on a squirrel, it just makes you a better hunter, a more observant hunter. Mm. Uh, if you got a twenty two rifle or a shotgun, a pair of boots, you're ready to go. Camouflage clothing, not absolutely necessary. Old jeans and a sweatshirt. I wouldn't say go out in your white sweatshirt, but a sweatshirt will do fine. Old old coat, old hat, you know. Hey, if you got an old turkey vest, great way to carry squirrels and whatever gear you choose to take, plus they supply seat cushion. Um, twenty two rifles out there. You're not going to shoot any more than fifty yards anyway. Right. So it's a good way to get some practice in with, you know, the mechanics of shooting the gun. Shotguns, yeah, you can get overkill in a hurry, but, uh, you know, shotguns are perfectly legal. I'd use a 410, 20 at the most, maybe 28. But, yeah, take what you got. Newsflash for you. Hunting is fun. It should be fun. Yep. How about spending a day in the woods without worrying about how big a buck's horns are? I know they're antlers. I just like to say that. that that's inserted in the article. How old that deer is? Where should I put my trees down? And do I have the right scent control? How about some time roaming the woodlands, turning in, tuning into the sights, sounds, and smells, and putting a stalk on a pair of gray squirrels cutting hickory nuts? You will score on some, spook a lot more, enjoy every minute. Plus, you get some of the best wild game fare to be had. And there's more of that to come in the future. By my count, nine states, and there's more than that, have squirrel seasons, small game seasons here in South Carolina open right now, mm. and that's squirrel. So the woodlands are there. The squirrels are there. What's keeping you? Pretty good article. That's it. You know, encouraging. Just get out there and and and, and enjoy being outdoors. And it's kind of funny. He mentioned actually hunt, like Enjoy hunting, and I yeah. was. It must have been the first hunt of the season that I had after a really like 
interesting and stressful summer. I, I was looking forward to it because deer hunting is my way of clearing my head. And when I get up in my stand, it's just like I don't look at my phone. I'm just taking in everything around me. And thankfully where I hunt is very, very pretty. My view is really pretty. But it's just a way to just relax. And you look at things from a whole different perspective when you're not surrounded by a whole bunch of people. It's just you in the woods and the squirrels. And the squirrels. <laughs> but I would, I would like and, to try squirrel hunting. And deer hunters love squirrels. Don't get us wrong. We love them. They, Speak for they, yourself. Oh, no. They make life so interesting. I have a stand. grudge against well, squirrels. Oh, you shouldn't have. They, they are so much fun. I get so daggum excited when I hear one. I know. And, and I think it's a deer. Only a three-quarter pound animal can sound like a 200-pound buck <laughs> in dry leaves. Well, I mean, there was think a, about that for a second. There was a, a post somebody had sent me, and it was, when you hear this, and it was like a like a picture of like a huge buck. Yeah. Don't it was like don't fool yourself. It's really just this, and it was just a squirrel with his mouth full of nuts. That, yeah. <laughs> I was like, That's that right. is no true words were spoken. <laughs> yeah, there's a lot of there's a lot of deer hunters that carry grudges against squirrels. I, squirrels keep life interesting. Sure. Squirrels are probably taking time off of my lifespan. <laughs> uh, I, I kid you not. I mean, the whole world is quiet, and all of a sudden something jumps in the dry leaves behind your stand, and you either jump out of your stand, your heart rate elevates, <laughs> you start shaking. Your blood pressure goes up. Yeah, I mean, it's, you know, the, that's why I enjoy squirrels. There's usually never a, and, and the funny thing about it is when you're camouflaged in a tree stand, they, so a lot of times they don't notice till they're, like really close. Oh yeah, and they see you and start barking at you. That's right. They're like six feet away. Okay. Twenty twenty one upcoming events on Lake Murray. Um the Carolina Bass Challenge out of Marshall's Marine, qualifier number one, February sixth on Lake Murray, ten thousand dollars for the first prize. That's CarolinaBassChallenge dot com. Strike King Lure Company is doing a big bass challenge on Lake Murray. Uh they got a pro night rod pickup on March thirteenth. Tournament day March 14th on Lake Murray. And then Phantom Outdoors is hosting a cat tournament. It's an invitational. March the 28th on Lake Murray, $5,000 for first place. And that's cat, C-A-T-T, teamtrail.com. So just a couple things for you to fish on Lake Hartwell. I mean Lake Murray. Oopsie. <laughs> All right. We'll be back. More Woods and Water South Carolina on the other side. heard these people before, have you? Ever. Ever. It's a little low. I need to watch my recording levels when I do these things. It's just a little low. Turn it up some more. Who is this? I know I've heard the song before. Who is yeah. Yes. It's Rush. See, I would not have done that. No, you wouldn't have. Never had him on his bumper music before. Yes, you have. Uh-uh. Yes, you nope. have. Uh-huh. Yeah. Geddy, Geddy Lee. No way. He's a bass you, player. You have had it. No. I've heard it before. No, no, I have not. You're wrong. Uh, welcome back to the last segment of the show today. I don't think I've gotten through half my stuff. Oh, no. We won't. I want to get this in, though. 
2021 South Carolina Wahoo Series. The tournament registration is already open. Um, it's pretty cool. You pick three days and take the bad weather out of the equation. You can weigh in by boat or car. And this is Tailwalkers Marines. Tournament countdown is coming soon. And the calendar events, for those of you who want to go out and high-speed troll for some Wahoo. Wahoo! <laughs> it's a good eating fish, too, let me tell you what. I caught a 67-pounder. That's my big one. Really? Yeah. Wow. Six, seven-pound Wahoo. That was when we used to do a lot of saltwater stuff. Mm-hmm. Used to and go offshore that. a bunch. But, yeah, 67 pounds, a big Wahoo. Uh uh, the captain's meeting for this for this Wahoo series is going to be February sixth, uh, one to four at Shell Creek Dockside Restaurant. Then the first tournament is going to be February nineteenth, as the first fish day. Uh, April twenty fourth is the last fish day, and on April twenty fifth at Hilton Head Harbor. You're going to have the award series, the Wahoo Series award ceremony, two to four under the big tent. So if you if you enjoy that offshore stuff, um, and Wahoo, I mean they just you can they're fun and they light up those all those pelagic fish, the ones that live offshore and all. When they get excited, they talk about people talk about lighting up, and they just get brilliant colors. I mean they are just. Man, that Wahoo—they got—they're striped. They're blue, and they got white stripes that, that light up, and they just get—it's an iridescent light up. And it's when they get it. There's it, it, a scientific, a scientific thing to it all. See, I—I I want to go offshore. So oh, bad. we will. So don't bad. worry, we have something coming up. We're going—we're going to be offshore this year. Trust me. Something coming. Yeah, we have something like coming that's going—it's going to put us offshore <laughs> a few times this year. Uh, but dolphin do it too, and dolphin, man, the. Mahi, I mean, you got your stick fish, your billfish, and all that light up, but but dolphin, the the mahi mahi, my favorite. Oh my, my that favorite. can go anywhere from this yellow color to dots, blue dots and white dots on yellow to green. I have seen white with blue fins mm-hmm. and green dot. I mean, it's just they're just it's an incredible incredible fishery if you ever get a chance to go offshore. And I would suggest finding a guide and going offshore. It's it's one of those to do list things that you just you gotta. I don't know. It's a, it's that world is always out there, mm-hmm. and it, it's somewhat comforting to know that there are some things that never change. I mean, the tide comes and goes, uh, that current flows north year round, and the fish go through. And and man, when you oh, it's just it's a it's just a really cool thing. Sunrise out near the Gulf Stream is, uh, yeah. And I miss saltwater fishing. <laughs> okay. Speaking of to do. To do. Oh, to do. We got to do. Our yes. surveys in. Yes. Deer we season. talked last week about the small game survey. Yep. This is Michael Hook, our deer season survey. And this is a deer season. And there will be a turkey season when we come out after turkey season. Yep. So we, we got these in the mail. I actually have my own this time. That's really Freaky because it, when they came in, there were two of them. I'm like, oh, they sent me two of them, but one of them's not mine. One says Roger and one says Taylor. Yes, hmm. it does. Let's see. So when you get one of these, what kind of questions are on it? 
Well, for me, this is a very depressing topic because I, <laughs> I harvested no deer. Um, yes. I mean, some of the questions are, did you harvest a deer this past season? Yes or no. What were the counties you hunted in? Number of days you hunted? Number of deer you harvested, bucks or does? Um, what did you use during the season? I mean, simple questions, but it's very valuable to the researchers at DNR. You know what this makes me think about? What? Keeping a journal. Hmm. To fill out a survey, you need to know how many days you hunted, right. what you hunted with, what you, you know, because they, they take this information and statistically they compile it into a survey, mm-hmm. and it's called the South Carolina Deer Survey. It'll be like the South Carolina, the 2020 South Carolina Deer Survey is where this information will go. Mm-hmm. And it'll tell you about how many hours hunters spent in the field and how many people bow hunted, how many people muzzle loaded, how many people rifle hunted. Crossbow. Yeah, yeah, just all sorts of information. So that just leads me to think I just, I've got, I've only got like 12 or 15 of them over in the drawer. <laughs> <laughs> and they're all got like the first five pages filled in, and then you just boop, okay. <laughs> but it's true. Yep. Why not keep a journal when you go? It's very and true. write down the fun stuff too. Not the oh, didn't see any deer today. Right. But look for those things that that happen that just make the outdoors the outdoors. I so, got yes. hit in the head with a nut from a squirrel. I was in the stand. Yeah. Any of them. Record that in your journal. Yeah, record that in your journal. <laughs> yes, please fill these out if you got these in the mail. Do not pass this opportunity up because it is very right. valuable. If you want to keep having good deer seasons, good information, do this. Good, good management out. Uh, just out of nowhere, the Midlands Bass Anglers have released their 2021 schedule. This is just one of those groups that just gets together and have fun and bass fishes. Mm-hmm. They got a pretty good schedule in here. Um, January 23rd, kick it off on Lake Murray. February 20th on Greenwood, March 20th on Watery, April 17th is Murray again, May 14th, 15th Lake Russell, June 12th back on Murray, July 10th on Greenwood, August 7th on Watery, September 4th on Monticello, October 16th is Clarks Hill, and the Classics, day one is on Watery, and the Classic day two is on Murray. So if you want to fish practically every lake in South Carolina and have some friendly competition, and I just saw this just surfing the web, there it is. The Midlands Bass Angler. I think they have a, a Facebook page. Hmm. And you can find I'm sure you can get a hold of them. But if you want to, I mean, that's, that's a, it's pretty much every lake in the state. Wow. Murray three times. Greenwood twice. Watery twice. Monticello once. Russell once. Clarks Hill once. So, yeah, just another, just another thing you get to do. I've got the PBC High School Tournament Trail here. If you're interested in high school, if you have a, a child who is interested in fishing, Palmetto Boat Center does one of the best tournament trails in the state. Yep. It's Probably very, the best. Very organizing. Yeah, Marty, Marty does Walker a great job. Incredible. Um, actually, they're, they're one of the tournaments was today on today. Kiwi. That's right. Kind of missed that one. But uh, February 20th, they're going to be at Lake Russell. Um, they don't know what ramp yet. That's to be determined. Uh, March 20th on Hartwell, and that's going to be... Green Pond Landing. Green Pond Landing. Yep. Um, April 24th, Clarks Hill. And then... That's right out of Dorn. Uh, May will be the 7th and... 7th and 6th? 7th and 8th. 7th and 8th. They have an extra number in here. Um, it's going to be on Murray, and they're going to come right out of Deer Island, but that's the, the classic. classic. Mm-hmm. That's Ellie's place. 
Ellie Jones's ramp, Drew Allen. Man, he took me striper fishing. Uh, that's right. You caught your first striper with Ellie Jones. Ooh, that picture. That was a cold night. That picture of me. <laughs> nobody should ever have to see that. I look possessed. And cold, Ellie's, Ellie's cold. <laughs> you can see the picture. He is cold. <laughs> oh, we ran all over that lake trying to get you a striper that night. Because we were doing it at night. Yep. With fly rods. Yep. That was one of the best fishing trips I've ever yep. had, though. I love night fishing. Yeah, that was, that was fun. Oh, where to go from there? Oh, man. I want to save that one, too. I want to save that. I want to save that. I mean, it's just got, this is kind of, what, how much time we got left here? Two minutes? Two minutes. Two minutes. Uh, okay, here we go. All right, it is wintertime. Yes. And in wintertime, I like to have bird feeders out. I mean, it's just fun. Mm-hmm. I get all sorts of birds out here. Mm-hmm. Big fat cardinals. They eat lots of my sunflower seeds. Winter <laughs> in South Carolina typically brings more chances for rain in the state. And with wet weather, it's common for mold or bacteria to form on wet bird seed, both in the bird feeder and on the ground. This moldy bird seed and unclean bird feeders can cause birds to become sick. Think. Uh, fatal avian diseases can cause by mold. Um you reduce this risk when you clean them thoroughly. If you have a bird feeder, keep this in mind. Seed feeders should be thoroughly cleaned at least once per month with one part liquid chlorine bleach to nine parts hot water. Allow the feeders to air dry completely, especially wooden feeders, before refeeding, refilling with seeds. Nectar feeders need special care because of their design. Uh, nectar feeders should be cleaned each time they are filled. Clean using four parts hot water to one part vinegar or nine parts hot water to one part bleach. Visually inspect the entire feeder for black mold. Uh, store food, food in a cool area and rodent and wood waterproof containers. Dispose of any food that is wet, smells musty, or appears moldy. Inspect feeder. <laughs> I'm not going to go there. I have multiple feeders. Spread them over several areas. That lets you get a, you know, a cross-section. You feed more because there's, I mean, out here sometimes the airspace gets real crowded. Right. Um uh, it's very busy. Ghost Rider, the pattern is full. <laughs> <laughs> uh, so yeah, just 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 a middle note to uh, if you have bird feeders to make sure they're clean. You know what I've noticed? A bunch of fat doves. Yeah. Everywhere. Yeah, they come in here and eat those those uh, all those sunflower seeds too. And there's so many different types of seed. Mm-hmm. I mean, you get you can get the little. The little nylon finch bags you can hang. Oh, yeah. You can get the, the finch seed feeders that we've got. It's got like eight perches on it. Mm-hmm. The feeders that, you know, are, are kind of the trough feeders <laughs> where you just put up pretty much anything you want to. Uh, suet. Mm. The little suet yep. boxes you can get that we've got out here. It's just, and there again, there's your pair of binoculars. Yep. And a bird identification book. Got a big old bird identification book over there this year. <laughs> I mean, big one. <laughs> hey, I started reading last night. I saw the book yes. on, the, on yes. the couch last night when I came home. Yes. New Year's resolution, personal, to read more books. And so I've started Sand County Automatic. Hmm. Read, read the forward in January and February last night. So wow. take it slow and enjoy, but I got, I got a bunch of good books. Okay, all right. Hey, it's over. Thanks for tuning in. As always, make time to get out there. Set the back rows when you can. And don't forget the camera. We'll see you back here next week. More Woods and Water, South Carolina. Any desire.